Welcome to Respecting the Word podcast. My name is Donnie, and on this podcast, we are careful with the Word and apply it to our life. I haven't posted for a while or on schedule lately. My wife heard her back. She was a travel nurse, so she does a lot of lifting. So right now, she is the point of not able to work anymore until she gets her back straightened out. Whatever surgery that is, they do. It's really inflamed. Anyways... So, you know, we'll be getting some work. She'll be working from home, possibly. Hopefully that works out so we can continue, you know, be able to pay the bills. Put my um, son, he's in a Christian private school, to continue doing that. And if we can't do that, we'll probably look into homeschooling, possibly, which I would really like to do. So if you can pray for her and, you know, to keep our son in, in, in the private school. Okay, let's get with the podcast. So finally, we get to the conversation in Acts 2.38. The fa- foundational verse of many denominations and cults. Peter's audience are Jews, so Peter will speak to them as Jews. So they will understand you know, he goes over prophecy. He bring in, bring everything together for them to to convince them that Jesus is the Messiah, the the Savior that was promised from the beginning in Genesis after the fall, and the shadows of Jesus throughout the Old Testament. So we'll go over Acts two. I'll read it. But Peter, taking his stand with eleven, raised his voice and declared to them, Men of Judea, all of you who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and give heed to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy shall do prophecy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams even on my male slaves and female slaves i will in those days pour out my spirit and they shall do prophecy and i will put wonders in the sky above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and vapor of smoke the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon into blood before the great and awesome day of the lord comes and it will be that everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved men of israel listen to these words jesus the nazarene a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs which God did through him in your midst just as yourselves know this man delivered over to predetermined plan that means it was all planned out it was all set up for Jesus to die and you know the um Judas, that was set up from the beginning. There's prophecy on that in the Old Testament. 
this wasn't planned out by chance. It all came together by God himself. Anyways, delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of lawless men and put him to death. So here Peter is calling out their sin of murdering Jesus. These Jews knew the law, and that is why they were there to celebrate the receiving the law from God to Moses. So they they knew the law. And they were convicted by the murdering of Jesus. So let's continue. But God raised them up again, putting an end to the agony of death, since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. For David says of him, I saw the Lord continually before me, because he is at the right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad, and my tongue exalted. Moreover, my flesh also will live in hope, because you will not forsake my soul to Hades, nor give your Holy One over to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Men, brothers, I may confidently say to you regarding the patriarch David that he both died and was buried and his tomb is with us to this day. And so because he was a prophet and knew that God had sworn to him with an oath to set one of the fruit of his body on his throne, he looked ahead and spoke of the resurrection of Christ that he was neither forsaken to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up again, to which we are all witnesses. Therefore, having been exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this which you both see and hear, for David did not ascend into heaven, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies at your footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now, when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart. So let's stop right here. Has anyone experienced this piercing of the heart? I felt it when the Holy Spirit convicted me and I repented. I still remember that experience. It was life-changing for me. It was. It was really like a pierce. And let's continue. And, And said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent. Right here, Peter's calling them to repent of their sin of murdering Christ. Which we should all be doing when proclaiming the gospel. And continued, and each of you be baptized. So, calling them to be baptized in water. And most of all, the Holy Spirit. Now, 
this baptism, you know, that that is of God. We do that after we've been converted. We are made for good works, and that is a work for God, not a however somebody wants to label it. That isn't that 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 really just you know is a representation of of uh, coming to Christ. We identify with Christ with that, just like the Lord's Supper is a representation of Christ. The Old Testament, the sacrificing of animals, was a representation of Christ. The, the kingdom is spiritual, not not of this world. Okay, let's continue. So we have right here conviction of sin by the baptism of the Holy Spirit, leading to repentance and faith in Christ. So let's get deeper in the next verse. For the promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, as many as our Lord, our God, will call to himself. So his promise is made to save them and not a choice. God doesn't lie, and he also keeps his promises. God kept David, even though he was guilty of adultery and murder. Here also the salvation extended out to 3,000 Jews and their children, and and who are far off, and, and I'm thinking of the ones who are far off, he's talking about, or the Gentiles, or the other tribes that are in, aren't in that area. Also, here is the icing on the cake when a church is so caught up in their works of their decisions and baptism and not focusing on Christ. So the, the end of Acts 2.39, as many of the Lord our God will call to himself, boom. Jesus has, the Lord has to call him to himself. This isn't just because you were baptized or you made a decision or you went to the altar or you went crying forward out of emotions. You know, you you want Jesus to make your life better, save your marriage. You don't come to Jesus for the, to make your marriage better. You come to Jesus for Jesus. He's the Lord and Savior. That's why we got to preach the gospel and not play emotional games so we won't get false converts like this. Because some of these people try making deals with Jesus. Hey, if you save my marriage, I'll come. I'll make a decision for you. It just doesn't work that way. So if your church is playing emotional world games that bring you to Jesus. It doesn't work that way at all. God has to call you to him, to himself. Churches waste tons of money with worldly tactics and tricks to get a decision of numbers to brag about in church and on missions. Our job is to preach the gospel and leave it up to Jesus what to, what to do. What is his will? Not our will. So, you know, when, when I was evangelizing, and it was clear to people I witnessed to that they weren't that they weren't saved at all, and 
they were heading the hill and there was no repentance, it puzzled me. So I started searching the scripture about it. I didn't go finding out what the church fathers did or church history or, you know, I've been hearing a lot of that stuff from different, you know, like the Catholics or somebody who let, let the Protestant denomination and start looking in the church history and left the pro- left that denomination and joined the Catholic Church. I mean, that's not how you find out truth is going by church history and tradition. That's just not the way it works. You go to the scripture to get your answers. So, when I searched the scriptures, I came out with really good answers. And I'll go, go, I will go over that in my next podcast. What, what brought me to some of the decisions I made. Anyways, thank you for listening. You can find Respecting the Word on Spotify, Podcast Index, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Plus Alexa, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Now go serve our God.